Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen Podcast. And we're back taking a trip to the 90s for another episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? What episode, you ask? Well, the syndication, we <laughs> syndication threw us all off. And we're doing uh, the tale of the closet keepers. And we're just going to keep it at that. Whatever episode number it is, it's whatever episode number it is. The website has literally changed overnight from when it was aired to syndication, and we don't know what's what's going on. We don't know what's what. But it is the tale. That, that is something we watched, <laughs> and um, predictions were we're not going to even talk about Storyteller because technically... There's a lot. There's a lot of technicalities and issues that happen because uh, Wikipedia decided to screw us over, which is fine. Yeah. No, we hold no grudges. But uh, Jumbie's prediction was it was going to be about boogeymen mm-hmm. and people trying to stop these boogeymen. I predicted that it was going to be about aliens, and I didn't go any further than that. <laughs> Because how the hell do you do tail the closet keepers and talk about aliens? It just puts you into a different dimension, and it, you're dealing with aliens. Who was correct? Well, we're gonna find out. Because as always, we start this episode off not with the story, but with the midnight crew doing what they do best and setting up the story. So, we uh we see Gary working the campfire, mm-hmm. and um, Tucker's just sitting down, and we see Sam and Frank just walking in, both laughing together and smiling. And Gary does not look happy. We got a little drama in this crew. Let me tell you. Remember when it was I... so simple? When it was just <laughs> Kristen and David. And no one else cared to pair up. Everyone else was just friends. Now we have people mouthing off to Gary, team leader. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't like it. Ed Tucker's like, who's up tonight? And Gary's like, Kiki, you got a problem with that? I was like, damn. He's like, yeah, I do. (laughs) He just went last week, which is not true in the order that we went. But whatever. Yeah. What happened? Did she pay you or something? Why does she get to go all the time? You like her, huh? You like her, kid? And then Sam looks at him really fast and then looks away. She she didn't like that comment. <laughs> Actually, it was more like Tucker was like, did she t- threaten to beat you up if you didn't, <laughs> if you said no? And Frank and Sam were like, yeah, Kiki could probably beat up Gary. And Gary could just... probably beat up any of you, <laughs> even real. Frank. Even Frank. Especially Frank. Especially, yes. <laughs> And then Betty Ann shows up and she's like, you guys got to see this. And Kiki walks in and she's wearing a dress with a lavender colored t-shirt, no baseball cap, her hair down. She looks nice. Yeah, with a little beret on it, I believe, or ribbons, something. (laughs) This is the, the Hermione Granger going to the Yule Ball for like <laughs> Harry Potter. It's that moment for her. Yes, if you're not if you're not aware, Kiki dresses super casual and now she actually Tomboy-ish. dressed up. Yeah. yeah. Tucker's like, Wow, you look like a girl. And she rightfully quips back. What did you think I was? Bitch. She said squirt, but you know what it means. Smack them. <laughs> It sounded like bitch. <laughs> and everybody's like laughing and Gary's kind of excited. He's like, is this for your story? And Frank retorts back, well, if it is, it's going to be really scary because it's throwing me the fuck off. And to confuse everybody, Kiki responds with, I did it to make a statement. And we will definitely find <laughs> out what that statement was. Can't right wait. Now. Let's go. She sits down in the storyteller chair and she says, everyone has more than one side. 
So we shouldn't think we know everything about someone by looking at them one way. Because if we do, then we miss a whole lot beneath the surface. And that can be a major mistake because what we don't know about somebody could turn out to be the one thing our lives could depend on. Kiki grabs the midnight dust, throws it into the midnight fire, very uncomfortably because she's she, she's not used to it, wearing a dress and doing all that, but she, she figures she it out. before she sits down. Yeah. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. Kiki calls this tale the tale of the closet keepers. And we begin. And we begin with Stacy, a teenage girl who is hanging back while what looks to be some of her classmates or friends are ahead of her. Friends uh, is a strong word. <laughs> Definitely teenagers who know her name. Hmm. Um, so they're all walking together. Very odd group of people, I must say. We have one person who's a nice person, but they have these corn corn roll things that just doesn't suit that person. Her name was <laughs> Chloe. Chloe. Chloe was wearing that. They did not work. They did not work. <laughs> and uh, she starts talking to another person named Billy, who is just 90s, just copy-paste flannel shirt t-shirt underneath flannel shirt that's like way too big for him and like this this kid wants to be sean hunter but he doesn't he doesn't have what it takes you know who you reminded me of i don't know if you ever saw salute you shorts Mm, no i have that that was uh there's a dude named mike over there he kind of had that vibe i don't if you don't if you don't know you don't know (laughs) yeah and i don't so, <laughs> I'll um, look it up. Was it? Uh... Man, that looks like. <laughs> See, I told you. It's the same actor. So Billy, Billy, Billy was complaining. He uh, he's frustrated because he can't communicate with Stacy when they're Billy. playing basketball and they keep mm-hmm. losing. And we learn that the reason they can't communicate with her, or they. He can't communicate with her. It's because Stacy is deaf, and she communicates through sign language, and she could also read lips. And she read the fuck out of Billy's lips because she got pissed. She grabbed Chloe, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they started. Billy's being an idiot. He's like, every time I tell her I'm open, she doesn't even listen. It's like it's his first encounter with a deaf person, and he doesn't know. He doesn't have any class or tech. <laughs> He's just like, this is ridiculous. She's doing this on purpose. Like, <laughs> Stacy signs that, like, um, like he doesn't, like, he's blaming her when it's his fault for not understanding, right? And we'll get more into that. But Billy's like, what? What'd she even say, right? What'd she even say? And Chloe's like, she said that you're the one who doesn't understand. And he's like, well, we can't win if we have to do everything special for her. What an asshole. Also, you're playing pickup basketball. It's not a game, guy. (laughs) Not like they're on the basketball team. None of you look like you should be on the basketball team. Billy's way too short for that. Everyone else is just like average kids. They're not athletic. Yeah. (laughs) So Stacy gets upset. She throws the ball at him and she runs off. And Billy says like one more fucked up thing. I don't remember. That's how fucked up it was. <laughs> I purged it. Yeah, but he was like, I, I hate all deaf people or something. Like that. <laughs> it's like, like so she like like she can't even handle the heat or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So Stacy runs off, uh, and Chloe tries to get her back, but she's like already down the street by then um she stops by a building and she sees like she's about to cry but she, uh she's it looks like she's about to cry but she sees her friends coming so she runs into the building so they don't see her um then something like something throws her off 
So she hides in a corner. And we get some two men in black looking dudes with business suits and sunglasses walking down the stairs. Uh, and they They don't act normal. They're acting like five years from now when AI gains a body. That's what they're acting like. <laughs> they're, they're communicating in a very weird way. They're trying to translate slang into overly complicated words that are supposed to sound smart because those words have more than five letters. <laughs> That's and, the logic that they're going by. I don't know what you're saying. Why is Jumpy saying this? Well, because they use the phrase because they look at each other and one of them goes, no geeks, no nerds, no freaks. The one nods and they leave the building. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they translate that. They're like, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, it's a uh, local colloquialism for an undesirable physical characteristic. It's like stupid stuff. So it's at this point where Jumpy's like uh, secret agents. They're could probably be trying protectors. to could be they're trying to stop boogeymen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they're no nonsense. And that's why they talk like that, maybe. And then Rip was like, I'm pretty sure they're aliens. And that sounds <laughs> to fit a lot better than me. <laughs> I don't know. Because these people don't act like people. With Are You Afraid of the Dark, it could be either or at this point. Just a bunch of suits that are so... Ghost aliens. Or it could be a bunch of suit people who are just like, that. Yeah, we're just, they're so ER out suits. of touch. So out of touch with everything. That that's how they talk. talk. They're a virus. And when they infect you, you like appear like you're wearing a suit and everyone just wears a suit and you can't trust suits oh, it's, a, it's a critique on on like law and order it's <laughs> anti-government fbi people a virus einstein yeah <laughs> oh my god that episode yeah that was so great so stacy <laughs> goes upstairs just because they came downstairs out in this building she's like i want to go upstairs and check it out and she's she sees a green like a fluorescent green ass light coming through the bottom door which in the 90s that means troubles coming evil so she walks she opens the door and walks inside the lights go on in the room and it just starts spinning and when uh when the doors open or up um she's now inside what looks to be a spaceship in fact, what they did here was they got the set from the tail of the 13th floor and just made everything gray and shiny instead of colorful. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. Yes, and this is aliens, everybody. It confirmed. It is. is it the same aliens from that show? I, I don't think so. I don't think it's the same episode, same aliens. <laughs> but she looks around the ship. She notices all the high-tech, quote-unquote, equipment. She sees a big map on the wall, and that's when one of the elevator doors open. She runs to find um find somewhere to hide, and we cut to Billy. <laughs> Billy's in the court uh, playing basketball by himself, and he sees these the two the same two dudes wearing the business suits come in and <laughs> and they're like you have excellent moves on the court dude Billy's like what the fuck <laughs> please come with us we have candy and a van and he's like well no <laughs> as you Billy should doesn't fall. Mm-hmm. and so they pull out a gun <laughs> but not just not just any gun. It's a it's a sound wave gun, and then he's Silly like, "Silly humans and your weakness to sounds." And he's like, "What are you gonna do with that gun? You gonna <laughs> you gonna blow dry my hair? Because he he does need need mm-hmm. it." But you gonna change my channel? There you go. Um, they activate it, and it's a uh, a gun specifically designed to. Uh, the eardrums with the ear splitting sound that if you can hear it will really really hurt yeah that's what a convenient <laughs> weaponry i mean who can fight against this so I we're back know. we're back in the spaceship with stacy 
<laughs> you ever think in like movies like The Ring, where it's like, oh man, if you watch this video, seven <laughs> days later you're gonna die, and then the it just character. gets defeated by blind people. Yeah, like the main character is like, blind. <laughs> you can't fucking die to this thing. I can't watch the video. You, there's nothing you can do. It's like you can't. Everybody's watch. blind. Like all the other people died horribly, but just a blind community. And they can't answer the phone, so they don't hear the seven days thing. <laughs> Does that even happen if you don't watch the movie? I don't know. We don't know. I don't it think never, so. It never I, think, happened. Yeah, I think you just have to watch the movie and they can't. So. Like, you know those people who can't dream? Like, mm-hmm. what does Freddy Krueger do then? Nothing. I think that's a plot point. <laughs> Freddy versus Jason, all the people who saw Freddy and they want to like contain them so that they don't spread his name around so he dies. Mm-hmm. Um, they give them pills so they never dream. So they're safe. They don't die until <laughs> they get out of there. Just crazy. Yeah. So, Stacy's hiding in the corner, and she sees two other suits walk in. They go to the world map, touch what looks to be England with and... precision. All right, they got the exact <laughs> town, the exact little house that they're looking for, with one little touch. And then he's like, and they walk over to that same door that. Stacy came from and they started like hello governor all right <laughs> right home exactly, exactly like that <laughs> where we can all tell that's from England because that's how they all talk <laughs> and then uh, Stacy's like dude that's horrible and she accidentally knocks off something as she's like walking away in disgust of their accents and <laughs> yeah Stacy's like even I can tell that that was a terrible accident, <laughs> and I'm deaf. <laughs> so, a bunch of stuff gets not reading up. your lips. I can tell it was shit. So she's like, oh, oh, she like walked away from it, knocking over some stuff, makes a sound, and they use the sound gun on her. It doesn't work, and she runs and off. She runs away. Yeah, the guy's like, "What the hell is this? You missed, you idiot!" And he's <laughs> like, "I'm pretty sure I didn't miss, but okay." I must have. Let's get her. He's like, no, I've never heard of a deaf person before. It, it was specific. Yeah, exactly what Jubby said. One of them was like, this gun is malfunctioned. He's like, no, you just suck at aiming. <laughs> so I still had a little hope in that moment. I was like, that's pretty human. That doesn't sound <laughs> like alien. So Stacy enters a room and it's a prison with five Ooh. other children being kept in there. And she, when she entered an alarm, uh, when she entered the room, an alarm trip, she doesn't know that she set up the alarm, and the kids are all clutching their ears in pain, begging her to turn off the alarm. Eventually, she, un- she gets the, like, one of them begs her enough where she's able to understand what they're saying by reading their lips that she's she she's like oh shit and she turns off the alarm, mm. um, and that's when. We got the man with one of the worst teeth on this show appears. He goes by the keeper. And he has two suits, Grabber. He looks like Dr. Vink's brother. Yes. And he wears the same shabby clothes and all that. Dude, he looks like... He looks like they couldn't get Dr. Vink's actor, so they got this guy. They're like, oh shit, Frank's not telling the story. We gotta grab somebody else. A similar situation for when they had the carnival barker, but they couldn't get Dr. Vink, so they got that other guy. <laughs> for David's last story or something. Dark like, music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not the... You mean Zebo? Well, he played Zebo. Yeah. So... But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the guy who thing. played Zebo was the carnival In my head, they're the same character. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's the theory, right? Yeah. <laughs> so his name's Carnival Barker. It could easily be Vic. I love that story. Um. So the keeper throws Stacy in a room, and as she's in the room, um, it's just painted on furniture, on the walls. It's a weird room, but there's a big glass. I think three walls and a big ass window and on the other side we see three weirdly dressed gray people looking at her 
one of them takes a picture and Stacy just like, like, what the fuck? And she just turns around trying to figure out what's going on. Oh. And then this dude with the yellow teeth, um, just comes next to her and he's like, smile, don't, don't disappoint your fans. And he explains that he's the zookeeper and he is holding all these kids in a zoo in a zoo and all these aliens the people that are watching them are aliens Mm -hmm. that's right yeah yeah there's something straight out of twilight zone their privacy is constantly being invaded to the point where there's no privacy anymore who can imagine a world like that where there's no privacy (laughs) and people just look at you all the time (laughs) it's brought to you by tiktok post your information now by social media in general but TikTok specifically because China steals your information. Careful. Apparently. <laughs> don't don't upset. Facebook me. totally doesn't. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Facebook's fine. Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah they're good. They're good. <laughs> um, they got sued for selling your information, so I'm sure they stopped. <laughs> they learned their lesson. They won't do it yeah. again. Sure. They went to the camera and they said, sorry. And then it never happened again. Sorry. We just want to say <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so all these great looking uh, people are actually aliens taking pictures mm-hmm. in the zoo. Um, the... What if there was a social media platform, right? But it's based on nostalgia. You have to input your birthday and it only shows you content and people from like within 10 years of your birthday so that you're just constantly flooded with nostalgic things. That, that would sell. <laughs> that happens, man. <laughs> then we can steal their data and give it to China for yeah. so much profit. Because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Profit. <laughs> so, of. Uh, the keeper explains everything that he's going on. Everybody's aliens. They, he's kidnapping uh, specimens, quote unquote, from all over the universe to put in a zoo, um, mm. and he, pay, uh, people pay to come and see it. So it's like a regular zoo, but intergalactic. Um, they did this on Superman the Anime series, also. That's where we get introduced to. Uh, don't tell me. Dude, that badass, the one on the motorcycle. Okay, tell me. Lobo. Yes, Lobo. Yeah, he is cool. Yeah. In the new reboot of the DC universe, which is I hope is much better, they should recast um, Jason Momoa as that guy because he just he really fits. Yeah. They wouldn't have to do much. They just have to give him some face paint, like make him look like Kiss, and then he's perfect for the for the I, role. I say fuck it, just get Brad Garrett to do that again. <laughs> Brad Garrett. Uh, Brad Garrett. Let me see and make sure I'm saying this guy. He, somebody played Lobo before? In the in the animated series. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, in live action. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, put makeup on him, let him get ripped, and just oh, okay. fucking have him play Lobo. Is he, does he look the part? I bet he's an <laughs> old man. Okay. He's... And everybody loves Raymond. He's the older brother. That guy cannot be Lobo. Oh, come on. I feel like no, with in he's today's age. Tell me, old, tell me how old he is. I think in today's age, he could do it. You won't tell me how old he is because you know he's too old. He was born in 1960. The man can't exercise <laughs> like that anymore, okay? He's been through too much. I I think he could he could do it. He's the, you ever seen the Jimmy John's commercial? Come on. Come that on. was filmed 20 years ago. <laughs> no, there's there's recent ones now. <laughs> anyway. Go, go go have fun with Jason Momoa. Jason's right. sexy ass Momoa. All right. 63-year-old man's going to going to get Jason Momoa level <laughs> ripness and play the role. All right. Jumbi said rip everybody. You know what that means. <laughs> Do a push up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so we're back to this episode. Mm-hmm. As Jumpy does his research because he just can't believe that I said Brad Garrett should be Lobo. 63. 63, yes. It's insulting. If somebody <laughs> asked me to do anything at 63, I'm going to smack him and then uh, break my hand. 63, 63 is the new 40, okay? No, it is not. <laughs> wait, wait till you're 60, Jumpy. Just wait. Yeah, I'm going to be very sad and upset and old. <laughs> and just taking shit from nobody. I hope is, I'm retired, but who knows? And this is where we find out 20 years in the future that, or. 40. You don't know how old Jumbie is. Yeah. Find out 60 years in the future at 63, yeah. Jumbie gets cast as Lobo. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I won't do any of the weight training. You frazzin' frazzin'. <laughs> I'm taking this, the, what is it? Suffering Succotet. Not not Sylvester. Who's the guy? Definitely. The cowboy. The, cat? the cowboy. Oh, um, the cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah, You'll see what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, somebody say I'm on a motorbike. <laughs> those skinny jeans. <laughs> I love those. Right. So in the zoo. Yeah. So. Did Billy get thrown in the zoo? Not yet. Stacy's well, talking. he did, guys. Billy's in the zoo. <laughs> Stacy's talking to the keeper, and he's, like, telling her that she's not answering him. So he calls her unintelligent. Yeah, he's like, you're dumb, you're uh, rude. You should answer me. I'm speaking your language. All right, we went through the trouble of learning it. You know how many dialects and languages I have to learn to kidnap all these kids? <laughs> so he many. he tells her that if she tries to escape, the doorway will sound an ear splitting uh, alarm that will stop anybody. It'll be so agonizing, and she's just like, yeah. She nods her head. She understands. Um, and he's like, make yourself at home in these. And that's, this is when Billy comes in and <laughs> asshole Billy <laughs> sees her and he's like, where are we? And then he realizes who he's talking to and he's like, oh my God, of all the people to get stuck with that, they get stuck with you. And as happy as Stacy was to see him. She realizes who the fuck Billy is, and she's sad again. So, instead Share of... a cage with this guy. <laughs> yeah, so instead of doing... um. Also, I want to say, this zoo is doing terrible. Throughout <laughs> this whole thing, we saw, like, two patrons. Yeah, there's more coming. I never saw any. I just saw those two. So, uh... Stacy decides to use charades to, to communicate with Billy. And that's how he realizes that the ship is a zoo. It was cute. It was cute. He was he was like so excited. He's like, oh, zoo! Zoo! Yes, yes! We're in a zoo! Shit! We're in a zoo! Fuck! <laughs> and then it just all comes crashing down. And then we see more aliens come by. So after the charades and Billy gets it, um, he goes through the stages of happy that he understood what it was, and then sad to realize that he's in a zoo. And at they that should point, have spent a lot more time being sad about being in prison. <laughs> but yeah. this is a kids' show, so you don't want them to go through that. But still, I would be very sad. No, I think I think at this point, Stacy knew she had the the ability. Oh, like the counter to all of this mm-hmm. so she's just like don't worry i just gotta figure out how. it's it, it it becomes a matter of when not if right mm. but like okay so like what if billy put his hands over his ears how it, would it work no they showed that it didn't work <laughs> oh okay uh, okay i forgot what it was but there was a sh- it was something badass, but it was somebody going against a sound villain, right? And then yeah. eventually the guy beat the villain by shoving, like he broke a pencil and shoved it in his ear. Oh, jeez. Well, that would work. <laughs> I forgot what it was, but obviously there was like a return in that value that he was going to yeah. come out of it okay. 
And then you know. That, that sounds like everyone's favorite Marvel movie, The Black Widow, except <laughs> with smell, where the bad guy was just like really smelly or something, and that made women listen to him. So she just <laughs> severed her nerve so she couldn't smell, and she popped it back in later. Because <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> And then, you know, you got the Batman one where he just clogs his ears with, like, tissues or something. See, that's what I was thinking of. Like, hey, non-permanent deafness. <laughs> uh, I can't remember which we're from where the guy just broke a pencil, just shoved it in his ear. There is a lesser-known Batman villain Kevin Smith created called Onomatopoeia, where, like, he doesn't make real noises. Mm-hmm. He makes, like, copies of noises. So, like, if he does a footstep, he can make it sound like like rain falling or something like it, it doesn't really match up with what he's doing that's pretty cool it is kind of cool it's hard to make it in live action i'd like to see them try yeah because in the comic book they could just do like little sound effects or like bing bang bong. no you could do like uh the um, i don't know like like without the audience being like hey the sound guy's fucked up yeah <laughs> this I... movie is out all over the place <laughs> like i I think it's it's possible. I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Like you started off with in the beginning with like a family, they're just hearing rain outside, and then one of them opens the blinds and it's sunny, and they're like, "What?" And yeah, around to a that'd be so cool. Some shit, yeah. like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, he, the I mean, he could imitate voices too, so like he could just like bang on the wall and make it sound like the husband's calling her into the next room, and then bam. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. See, we did it. Or like, yeah, like he <laughs> attacks her with like a knife, but instead of like the shing sound, it's just like children's laughter or something. Mm. It's evil. And you can mess with like Batman, like make it sound like gunshots are coming off in the distance. You mm-hmm. know, something like that. Just make it sound like Robin screaming so he gets distracted. No, no, no. We made him too powerful. Fuck. <laughs> I want to I see Onomatopoeia in real life. We, we cool. will. We will. Live action, I mean, not real life. That'd be scary. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we cut to the zookeeper, and he's talking with one of his henchmen, and he's like, "There's something about Stacy that I don't like. We need to eliminate her." But I love her mom. <laughs> Stacy's mom. <Yeah. laughs> right. I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Joby saw my blank face. That's why he starts singing. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, you know, you have to explain the joke so they can laugh. That's they don't true. get it. That's true. So, um, cut back to Stacy and Billy. They mm-hmm. their cells doors opens, and if you ever saw Black Phone, I was screaming at the 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 fact that the door opened and they followed it. It's like no, no, they're gonna. It's a trap. It's a trap. But <laughs> the zookeeper's out there with a belt, <laughs> yeah. angry staring. You're a bad boy. So that movie was so good and scary. Yeah, that was. But um, Stacy and Billy walk into that direction and learn that it's feeding time. And what are they being fed? Lime green Jello. And they meet a girl named Emma. They're making it sound disgusting. They're like, it's okay if you don't look at it. Yeah, it was like it's not that bad if you don't look at it or just hold your nose. Somebody but, doesn't like Jello. But Emma gives everybody the the the, the history. She was the this first. Remind, hmm? Interrupting again. This <laughs> reminds me of this movie with Chris Evans. What was it called? He's like stuck in a train, but it's like a refugee camp almost. With Chris Evans, and it was a South Korean director. You don't know this movie? A bullet train. <laughs> It's, is it called Bullet Train? No. I think Bullet Train. That's Brad Pitt. No, yeah, it's Brad Pitt. This is another one that involves a train. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Everyone loves this movie. I didn't really like it because it was kind of dumb. Wait, hold on, hold on. I Googled Chris Evans' train, right? And I yeah. got Chris Evans' train movie, Snowpiercer 2013. And then underneath it, I got Chris Evans' train station movie, Before We Go 2014. <laughs> is it a prequel to this <laughs> it's just so weird <laughs> well i brought up that movie because it's a similar situation where they're being fed whatever and they mm-hmm. just have to deal with it 
and like it's revealed that the protein bars that they're being fed are like smashed up grasshoppers or something mm. but they also live in the apocalypse mm. and everyone's reaction is like oh oh my god disgusting Ugh, they want to throw up but it's like that's the apocalypse what did you expect <laughs> them to give you like just eat whatever it's yeah. the world is over you can't go outside of this train it doesn't matter and also spoilers for this movie a little bit but it's revealed that a lot of these people ate like peep like eight kids to survive at a certain point in the apocalypse and they're putting up their nose at grasshoppers <laughs> that's okay. where i draw the line the disgusting not those I'd innocent rather... grasshoppers <laughs> much rather eat a 12 year old's body or something like, it's disgusting <laughs> what they had to do but they i don't know the outrage was only for the grasshoppers yeah they were being fed like green jello, so it wasn't bad. In fact, they didn't really like me. Like they weren't disgusted by it. But Emma did give a history on this, and she's just like a blonde little girl with wearing like a school uniform. She's and, British because she's blonde and wearing a school uniform. Like, yeah, and, that American kids don't wear because they don't wear uniforms. So she uh, she tells them that. The, I mean, I've seen Canadian people wear uniforms. Maybe she's Canadian. Maybe. From British parts of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Those British Canadians. Yeah. If there's French Canadians, there's probably British Canadians out there. <laughs> and how come the French are the only ones who get the distinction? Because they speak the language. <laughs> <laughs> so do the British Canadians. I knew, I knew you were doing so that. Do the British I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> so do the British Canadians. Right? So... There's four other kids from around the world. There's a boy from Africa, a boy from Sweden, a girl from Mexico, and a girl from Vietnam. And Emma is amazed because she just learned that Stacy is deaf. And everybody's like, she can't be, she's deaf, she's deaf, she's deaf. She can't be affected by the sound waves. And that's where the plan starts coming, formulating. But the keeper comes in. He says, hey, 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 if you're talking, you're not eating. <laughs> yeah. If you're talking, you're not eating. And we need you to eat so you get back to your displays. Time is money. And you're wasting mine by being out here conversing. And at that point, they look at Stacy. And he's like, eliminate her. She understood this. And she gets scared. They get back to her cell. And um, mind you, he whispered this to like the henchman or whatever. But he, she starts crying. She tells him they plan. She starts telling him they're planning to kill her. Um, but he says, hey, look, I was talking with the other people. And we all agree that because you're deaf, you can go and escape. But she tells him. There's two reasons. One, even if I do go and escape, the, the alarms will alert the guards and they'll catch me anyways. And two, I'm just not going to leave without you. And Billy is just like, fuck. He's like, why Why are you so nice to me? I've just been a dick to you this entire time. And, <laughs> and she speaks to him saying um, that the reason they haven't gone along is because it's not because she can't hear it's because he hasn't been listening well enough to try and understand her and she's and he's like she didn't say it that way but it was it was similar yeah it was similar it was like I can't hear but you don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then uh, he's just like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I promise to listen from now on. And then Stacy realizes. Well, I promise to listen if you promise to hear me. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's something Billy would have said. The yeah. beginning episode of this, Billy. Oh, yeah. I thought that would be what his response he, would be because he seemed like a bad guy. He is a monster. <laughs> I know. But now he's nice, apparently. So Stacy figures out that the sound waves can be deflected by mirrors. 
Why? Okay. And uh, <laughs> they they use the mirrors to, uh, I think. Because the, the laser beams, like the light laser beams triggered the sound, the alarm response, apparently. Yeah. So they break. So they're deflecting that. Yeah. So they break the mirror on the wall and run out of the cell. But Billy realizes that there's a camera behind the mirrors and that they've been watching him the whole time. So mm-hmm. that so they they know they have to get out of there now. So they run, they don't trip the alarms. Or Stacy leaves him behind, and he's like, "What the hell, Stacy? <laughs> we had a moment." <laughs> but Stacy then uses her escape to open up the cages. <laughs> yeah, she frees all the children, and including um, Billy. <laughs> but the the guards know what's up, and they start going after them. Stacy turns on the alarm to. Uh, throw them off because this alarm affects everybody. No one is immune to this except Steve. Stacy. And they all run. And the position of the guards, I guess, when she turned it back on, it only hit them. So <laughs> so Stacy and Billy go to the master control room. She tells Billy to use the metal bar to lock the door. And Stacy knows, learn from watching the, the suits earlier that if you touch the screen... On the map, every touch, yeah, it's a touch screen. Okay, so this is way ahead of its time. It's mm-hmm. a touch screen map, and that's where the door will transport you to. So she gets all these kids from various locations on Earth. Mm-hmm. She asked them in English, where are you from? And they all understood and responded in English as well. Because it was established that they were speaking English <laughs> earlier. Even One though they're from all of them. Was an English girl. <laughs> who spoke with an accent that was not of England. <laughs> so they all go, and right when they pick, like, they picked a certain spot that's like the border between Canada and New York. So to keep you in suspense on which part of the world they're from. <laughs> Is it Canada? Is it New York? You don't know. Mm. But that's when the keeper arrives, because you can't just do this easy. Um... Uh, he has Billy and all um, like an, a head and arm choke and he has the sound gov- gun to his ears and he's angry. You've ruined my zoo. You let free all my specimens. You know what I have to do to get them all back. And, and he starts shooting the sound waves and Billy signals to her, cover your ears. And so she covers her ears and starts like pretending it bothers her. And he starts laughing, not realizing that she's using this opportunity to walk backwards and turn on the alarm. And uh, the sound alarm is at full blast. The, the keeper can't handle it. He's just like... Billy can't handle it either, but... Don't worry about it. Stacy grabs him while he's covering his ears because it can. Which doesn't work. <laughs> it's holding him off that much, but all all you hear is the keeper saying, "I'll find you and I'll bring you back." But they go home. They use the elevator, and when they open the door again, it just leads to the outside. It doesn't lead to any other room, and that's how they know that the spaceship or whatever it was is left. And Billy asks her, like, I don't know how to thank you. And she does the sign language for thank you. And he's like, oh, okay. And he signs it back and they hug. And she says, you're welcome out loud. And the sign welcome. language thank you is like, I think touching your chin and then like moving it forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I thought Billy was so dumb that he was gonna think that's like, oh, she's she's asking to to kiss right now. And I thought that's what was gonna happen. It was gonna be really awkward. But they didn't go that route, and I'm happy. Uh, me too. And that's it. They hug, they walk away, and it's the end. This all happened that day, by the way. So Yeah. Kiki says after their strange adventure, Stacy and Billy became friends. No one believed their story about the zoo, but they always knew that they could talk about it. Then Kiki signs uh, the end in, uh, for her story. 
and Gary declares the meeting over. And when they all leave, Betty Ann runs up to Kiki and she's like, Hey, Kiki, you want to go shopping? And Kiki pulls out a cap, puts it on, and she's like, Get real. And they both laugh and walk off. And then uh, Tucker runs up to Sam and just jumps on her back. And she's like super about it. And they go off. Gary and Frank just look at each other, crack up, and walk away. The end. How did Kiki wear a dress? Look cute. Whatever. Don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> that wasn't the point of the story. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little. He was judging her and she was smarter than she seemed to him. But like, I don't know. No, because the whole point of the story, like you said, is to don't is to learn about somebody, understand them. Don't just based off on whatever little details that you know but they've been doing this for four seasons and they know very well that kiki doesn't like to wear those type of things she's not all about the girly stuff you know so why'd she wear the dress i just don't get it just for shock value quite well just for shock value uh um, she looked nice you could do that all the time i just i don't get it why this story i feel like maybe there was something else in the story or like a different version of it where it, it fit a little better. <laughs> Maybe, but it still was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. So the girl who played Stacy appeared in the tale of the lonely ghost as one of Beth's friends. Mm-hmm. Her name was Sally. And apparently she was originally cast to portray Kiki in the pilot. Wait, what? Yes. Really? And and she was replaced by the person Jody who plays Kiki now. Uh, who played Kiki? Um, Bethany. Maybe she Beth- wore the dress just to you know one upper like once again. Just be like, hey, got the job. Wearing a pretty dress on your face. <laughs> and then uh, they confirmed that the girl who played Stacy isn't deaf in real life, but. Okay. The boy who played uh Billy. Uh he was deaf in real life. No, he he used he was part of uh All My Children. It's a show? It's a soap opera. One of okay. those like that you don't really see because we were in school during that time. Right, right. Played at noon on a channel that you wouldn't go to. If you stayed home sick, an hour general time, you would watch Wheel of Fortune. That that's pretty much what you would watch. That's all that's on. Yeah. We'd unless you had a DVD player or something. Or like Maury or something. Yeah. The girl who oh played God, the girl who played Emma is also on Arthur. She played a girl named Jenna, and she also was on Caillou. So, yeah. All right. Enough trivia. It's time. You ready for this one? Jumbie. Yep. What's the name of the next episode? The Tale of Train Magic. Are you sure that's the name of the next episode? I that that's what this website's telling me. <laughs> okay. The Tale of Train Magic. Yes. Uh I'm predicting that Chris Evans is in it. And in this story, they eat a bunch of grasshoppers and get disgusted. <laughs> That's actually funny and relevant to all of this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you did it, but you did it. Um, train magic. Train magic. Magic. Um, what's his face? Sardu. Sardu. So you think Gary? Gary. And it's a Sardu story. Yes. Because mm. why are you going to have magic without Sardu? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Gary magic. And Gary already, his dad owns a magic shop. Tucker doesn't seem to give a shit, but Gary does. So he always tells magic stories. Okay. I think it's Gary. Yeah, sure. I agree with that. Uh, I'll go with that. Uh, I think you get it's a like some dude gets on a train and doesn't stop where it want he wants it to stop. It actually stops yeah. at like or doesn't stop, and they gotta try try to figure out how to get back home. Kind of like Ooh. that movie, that Christmas movie. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Polar Express. Yeah, there you go. Kind of like it, but not like it at all. What about you? 
Or are you going with the grasshopper thing? I'm going with Gary. I'm going with a ghost train. No, it didn't say ghost train. It said magic train. Never mind. Hold on. Magic train. Yeah, it's like a ghost train. It's not there sometimes, but then sometimes it is. And it'll be revealed that it kind of transports the passengers somewhere otherworldly. So not a ghost train, but kind of like a ghost train. It's instead of ghosts, it's magic. And where it transports them is not the other world. It's like another time, or maybe it's just like a special dimension, magic place, happy go lucky Narnia area. Mm-hmm. And they eat grasshoppers and Chris Evans is there. That's my prediction. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a little trivia because I think, I think you've earned this. All of you, okay. the audience. Uh, mm-hmm. DJ Mikhail has stated that the 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 tale of train magic is one of his favorites, and he feels like it doesn't get enough attention. Well, I'll be the judge of that, Mister DJ Mikhail. Yeah. All right. Well, with all that being said, any last words, Jumbi? Thank you. Thank you, indeed. And with that, we conclude another episode of Phantom of the Silver Screen Podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a like, subscribe, follow, anything to show us that you love us because we love you. And yes, I am still aware that it's ironic, not even, or weird that a horror podcast says I love you at the end. All right? Mm -hmm. up. When I said thank you, I signed it to Rip, just so you know. Uh, The end. (laughs) He signed that too. Thank you.